Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Is it great to be back with you folks and uh, praise the Lord for that. We're in Psalm 106 today as we continue on with these songs of the night and uh, these psalms. And Psalm 106 is a pretty cool psalm. We're going to hop into that in just a minute. With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie Ruth Wesco. Stephanie, what's going on with you? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, I am doing well. Um, just working through, you know, this day and podcasts are a big portion of today. So yeah, what a great day. Podcast day. Yay. I love it when we get to talk to our friend. You know what I like more than anything? I like getting up in the morning and pulling down the podcast or the other day, this is kind of weird, but I found a station that we're on in London and this guy, I hope you're having a jolly good day today with us as always is Doug and Stephanie. So tune in. I said, that was kind of cool, man. I got to go out there and find that again. Maybe I'll play that for you guys. You guys deserve to hear that. I thought it was pretty cool to hear that in the English tongue. Yeah. Even though that sounded kind of weird. I don't have a good fake accent like some people do. So it's podcast day. So there's a lot going on with Stephanie. She ordered like a ton of fertilizer for her house. She's got some weeds, some pesky weeds are coming up around here. We're not getting the rain we need. Just always fighting her houses, fighting our lawn. Stephanie's got a project going on where... Uh, a dear friend of hers and her sons, they're going to come and they're going to do Cider House this summer. So pray about that. And, and uh, uh, but boy, Stephanie has a beautiful home and keeps it so nice. We did a lot of eating, a lot of sleeping, a lot of hanging out. And uh, we figured out what bed had the hole in it because I sleep on a blow-up bed there at Stephanie's. <laughs> Debbie, my dear wife, was able to figure all that out this week. So no longer will we blow up that bed that has a hole in it. And That's- and don't believe the boxes where it says you just put a little patch on it and everything. It's not all right. No. And uh, so I think it's Stephanie's turn for this knucklehead thing. So for the not knuckleheaded moment. And uh, but I'll tell you what, when God made earbeds, what a difference that made for people like me, man. I just cuddle up in there. And then her dog is so brilliant. So not only are the kids brilliant in that house, that dog has a different breed of brilliance. He knocks on the sliding door when his tail, when he hears your alarm go off in the morning, he leans up against the door and he knocks his tail up against the glass door. So you'll answer it and say, hi, Thor, how are you today? Then he jumps on you, kisses you, loves you, rolls around on your bed. It's just ugly, but I wouldn't trade Thor for anything. But anyway, Stephanie, at that Norton knuckleheaded moment, you might be a knucklehead if, what do you got for us today? Well, Doug, you might be a knucklehead if you don't even realize that you have two airbeds, because you thought you threw the one with the hole in it away a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Stephanie's collecting airbeds because it was a hole on one. No wonder my closet was so full. <laughs> boy, boy, I'll tell you, Debbie figured it out, man. She was all uh, over that airbed. Yeah. And so here we are. We're in, in Psalm. Uh, one, oh, no, no, food, food. 
food that might now a lot of you don't know this. St- Stephanie is a very good cook and she's a foodie and she knows food. That's why if you let me tell you her cheesecake recipe. I'm just going to tell you this right now. It's the best in the United States of America. I've never been to a restaurant where I've said, hmm, that cheesecake is as good as Stephanie's. No, Stephanie's is the best. Write it down, man. She has the best cheesecake in the United States of America. If you make that cheesecake, people will love you. But anyway, so food that's right with God, Stephanie, what are you thinking? Um, well, I think I'm going to go with your deli brownies. You oh. made up kids while I was gone at that ladies meeting and yeah. I hadn't made those in a long time on purpose because oh. those are a temptation that is greater than I can bear. <laughs> I, I kind of made like this triple batch of Ghirardelli um, brownies. I, I used four packages. Actually, I made two pans, two packages in each pan. And uh, real thick and chewy. We brought them to church. Oh, Ghirardelli brownies, folks. They're good. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a different place now. I need to re- Yeah, now I need to refocus. But they sell them at, so they sell them at Costco. And I think there's like six packages in a box of them at Costco. Yeah, yeah. Because I made like four of them, and they're so good. It's like one package. It's one package, one egg you know, like a half cup of water, half cup of oil type of thing, something like that. And they're just so good. They, they, they're just chewy and chocolatey and fudgy and everything delicious. And we're making you hungry. So we're going to talk about some. Yeah, go ahead. If you put whipped cream or vanilla ice cream and some raspberries with them. Skip the raspberries, but I agree with the vanilla ice cream or whipped cream. I can't have raspberries and chocolate. It does something wrong. It's evil. It's not right. But we agree on some things, you know, most things. But we disagree on the raspberry on chocolate. And I don't like that cherry cake. You know how the Germans, what do they call that? Something forest cake. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm not a big cherry cake person. Hey, let me tell you this, man. You don't put cherries in chocolate cake. It tastes yucky. Icky. It's no good. Anyway, here we are at Psalm number 106. It is. It's not, it's not good. I've had cherry cake, and I'm like, Oh, no, that is just not, not meant. Yeah, cherry and chocolate cake. Don't do it. It's not worth it. If you want a good German cake, have German chocolate cake. It's a little bit lighter. Praise over here in verse number 106, in verse number 1 of Psalm number 106. Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the ministry acts of the Lord? Who can show forth his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of the nation. I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed inequity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. Uh, They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and is dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. He saved them from the hand of him that hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy, and the waters covered their enemies, and there was not one of them left. 
then believed thy words. They sang his praise. Stephanie, I'm telling you, starting out here in 106, you you immediately want to think that, man, these Israelites were knuckleheads. All they did was sin. All they did is get wrong. Here they are messing with God as he's trying to take them out of the wilderness, and he's getting them out of Egypt. He's bringing them back. He's getting them out of captivity. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad that God inspired the psalmist to write to us and tell us, hey, man, we were, we were a bunch of losers, and so are you, but God still takes care of us. I mean, what are you thinking as we went through those first 12 verses? Wow. Well, again, you know, we're seeing a lot of history here, um, and I love how, how verse 2 asks a question, asks a couple questions that just are almost rhetorical. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? In other words, the, the greatness level here is over the top. Um, there's no way to, to express the great the greatness or the might that God has. Yeah. And, um, I think it's important to remember that as we look at the psalm, to see that there's, you know, everything's just laid out in the open. God's a God of honesty, and we see in the, this psalm, all of these things of, like you said, I mean, there's times I think about the children of Israel and I'm like, you guys, come on, get with it. I almost want to yell at them. And then I have to take a step back and go, oh, wow, this blunt honesty about who they were rings a little too true when I look at my own heart, my own life. Right. And when I look at the psalm, I see a lot of admonition and challenged. Um, and I love in verse four, how the psalmist cries out, remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation and that I may glory with thine inheritance. And we know, we know that this is obviously referring to the nation of Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who were chosen people and, and, and just makes me smile looking at verse five because we're, our family loves the chosen series. And um, that actually is partly what the Lord used to, to lead Emmy to salvation was the chosen series. And so I, that just makes me smile um, when I, when I read verse five and that term is there, the good of thy chosen. Um, but when I look at, you know, look at my life and, and think about the fact that God chose me, that he, that he, in his grace and mercy, when I looked to him for salvation, you know, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he drew me to himself. And when I turned to him in salvation, he said, yes, you're my child. And the fact that I want to, that I belong to him and he belongs to me is a beautiful thing. But in verse six, I see just honesty. I see the song pouring out almost like Daniel reminds me of Daniel nine. And, um, just pours out, God, we've sinned. We've sinned with our fathers. In other words, that that whole concept of our nation has sinned against you, and and I'm challenged to go before the Lord for my country. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to go before God and humble yourself before him and cry out to him for yeah, our nation and, right. and humble yourself before him. God's looking for, for people like the psalmist who are willing to stand up and say, we've sinned. And we've sinned greatly before you. Yeah. We've crashed and burned. Yeah. Yes. And, and this Psalm, I see, I see the heart of this psalmist is crying out to God for mercy and for help and for um, salvation. 
because he knows they don't deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, yep. Exactly. And, and, you know, just exactly what Stephanie was just saying that verses one through six, I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot of joy, they're faithful and all that. And then you get to seven, it's like getting slapped right upside the head that they, yeah. they're not even remembering, Hey, he got us out of Egypt. You know, we're not making bricks all day long. We're not being abused. We're not being treated bad. And so often, you know, it seems like, I don't know what it is about us as human beings, Stephanie, but we forget to be grateful. You know, I, I don't want ingratitude to be one of the things that I have to deal with in life. You know, we forget to look up when God feeds us. We forget to be happy about the manna. We forget that he parted the Red Sea we forget that he led us by a fiery cloud. I mean, all these things, we could go one right after another, but God's saying, you forgot. You know, what are you doing? And now you're at a place where you don't even remember the exodus and what I've done for you and how I've got you out of here and those different things going on. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. That's terrible. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him even, provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea, Nevertheless, he saved them for his namesake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. So they're acting like knuckleheads, even coming up to the Red Sea, Stephanie. He rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. I mean, there were fish and stuff on water on either side of them, and he saved them from the hand of them that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy and the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his works. They sang his praise. It's unbelievable to me that they forgot all the works that had taken place prior to this, but they got yeah. to the Red Sea and they were still messed up. And, yeah. uh, you know, far too often we don't stop. Remember in Psalm 105, and you hit this really hard, I thought, right at the beginning of Psalm 105, which would have been last week podcast somewhere and uh, when we were talking about that last week. But you had mentioned that we forget his marvelous works. Yeah. And, you know, what does that word marvelous mean to you? I mean, we read that in the Bible. What is marvelous? And, and you know, I want you to know I always ask Stephanie things. These aren't pre-recorded things. By the way, she always knows the songs. I ask them. She pretty much knows them. And, uh, but what, what is it? What do you think God's saying there going back to Psalm 105? And we're still beating the same drum in 106 that we're not remembering his marvelous works. What does that word marvelous mean to you? Marvelous, I think, has a connotation of being wonderful, but wonderful on steroids. Um, yeah. Of almost something that's so great, so incredible that we can't comprehend it completely. Marvelous is a term used for God. Um, great, marvelous are they works. Um, the idea that whatever God does, it's above and beyond. It's so wonderful. It's beyond wonderful. And um, since this question was thrown on me, that's about as good as it's I thought it was pretty good. You probably should, <clears throat> you probably shouldn't have brought out anything that you didn't know about it because I I kind of <laughs> thought you nailed it. I was think that's I was sitting what I, here. That's what I think of when I when I think about what God does being marvelous. <laughs> well, and I was just sitting here thinking, what's that song that talks about? Oh, how wonderful! You know that song? Yes, I stand amazed. Is that a public free song or is that another one we can only sing one verse or the lawyers are going to call? Is that one of those free public ones? Let me look right here. I don't hear anybody lining up to sing it. I think it's got to be free somewhere. But, you know, Stephanie, I think, 
I think, wonderful, marvelous on steroids. Wonderful on steroids equals marvelous. I think that's what God's talking about. You're, he's, he's not even saying, I don't want you to remember that the sun came up this morning. I don't want you to remember that I rain the grass. I don't want you to remember that I take care of the sparrow. I don't want you to remember that I take care of you. I don't want you to remember that your family's healthy this morning. I don't want you to remember the food. I want you to remember my marvelous works. And if you can do that, just remember the marvelous works and seek his face. But truth be told, that's kind of a slap to us. You know, that we're remembering the wonderful times, too, that we're remembering the sign miracles, that we're wondering, we're remembering this, we're remembering that. But we serve this great God who's done marvelous works. And even for us here, look at the country we live in. I mean, we live in a wonderful country with wonderful blessings. We've been blessed. And don't get me wrong. we got these new, you know, there's some people living in this country. They're all messed up. You know, they'd vote for anything. They don't know how good it is to be good. They're laying on their couches or whatever. But, I mean, what, what's... God has done for us as a nation. I've been in 70 countries. And let me tell you, I never went to one and said, man, this is better than the United States. I'm going to stay here. I'm like, no, I want to get home because God has done marvelous works. God has done marvelous works in your life. Take a minute and think about it. Look at that husband or wife you're married to, that boyfriend or girlfriend, that mother or dad you got. Whatever the case may be, God has done marvelous by you. And uh, Stephanie, what's the deal with that song? Well, Doug, I'm not finding. I'm 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 looking right now, but it. I just well, you just when you asked me, it's it's public domain. Oh how hey, sing that for us. Wait, don't start on the third verse. That messes me up, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned, unclean. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Do the next one. You have to. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I'm going to lower it just a tiny bit. For me it was in the garden. He prayed not my will but thine. He had no tears for his own griefs, but sweat drops of blood for mine. In pity angels beheld him and came from the world of light to comfort him in the sorrows he bore for my soul that night. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. Oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful. And, you know, I know that song is talking about the New Testament and Christ, but God was marvelous and wonderful in Psalm 106. And God is wonderful and marvelous, his whole existence. And friends, take a look at what God has done for you today. Take a look around. Look at your family. Look at those smiley faces. Look at where God has you. Oh, we're just so honored to come across your earways today. We, 
We pray for each and every one of you every day. Listen, if there's something we can do for you, make sure you look for us on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. And do me a favor, listen to every word Eric's got to say to you here this morning. It's so important that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. There's nothing more important on this side of heaven. Hey, listen, we love you folks. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.